0: You are now listening to The Four Hidden Dynasties taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website to listen to more messages like this one and subscribe to our newsletter at BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Good morning. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh and in and highest. Amen. All right, let's get right into this. Four Hidden Dynasties. The Four Hidden Dynasties. It is a um, a message that we must understand okay it's a message that is very important for us to understand this because satan used all these tools he uses all these tools we discussed it on wednesday we touched on it on wednesday a little bit those four horns those four external horns and there's two types of power we must understand that there horns mean power horns always mean power no matter what there's horns at the throne of God, which symbolizes power, okay? And then we have the um, horn that Satan uses, these horns, these four horns that he uses, the four hidden dynasties. We'll get into what they are in a second. Well, I'll just tell you right now. The one horn that he uses is political, political parties throughout the world, education to brainwash, okay? Financial, okay? To bribe and to keep you down if you ain't right. With your finances. And religion, last but not least, which is the most powerful of them all, religion. Because religion can cause your soul to be destroyed in a lake of fire, okay? Which is a problem. Some of you may know the lake of fire is hell, but hell doesn't exist yet. Not until Judgment Day. But that's what religion can do to you. If If you're learned or you're taught wrong, religion can send you to the lake of fire. And it's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. We don't want to do that there. These two powers, there's two powers, two horns, okay? There's one horn, which is the devil, okay? And then there's the horn, which is God Almighty, Jesus Christ. Another name for Satan is the little horn, little horn. We're going to learn that in the book of Daniel when we get there, okay? When we get there. So I want you to understand this. I want you to get this. It's imperative that you get it. It's important or I wouldn't be teaching it or God wouldn't have gave it. So we're going to begin our study in Luke 1, verse 68. Luke 1, 6, 8. If you have it, please say glory to God. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he have visited and redeemed his people. Yes, he has. God is good. And have raised up a horn of salvation. That horn of salvation is Jesus Christ. And that horn of salvation is power. It's always power. He is the ultimate power. There's no power greater than God. There's no power greater than Yahweh, Jesus Christ. He is power. Overwhelming power. He is our salvation. And through salvation, we have eternal life. And through salvation, we have the right to be set free because Christ sets us free from the grasp of Satan and his horns. Praise God. For us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been seen, which have been since the world began. All the way from Genesis. All the way from Genesis. First prophet, Enoch. Okay? All the way from Genesis. He spoke of the coming of the fallen angels. He spoke of Christ returning. Enoch there, All the way back in the book of Genesis, 71. That we should be saved from our enemies. Let me explain this to you, okay? It says enemies, plural here. But let me tell you. You only have one enemy, and his name is Satan. You have one enemy, and his name is Satan. I can give you a whole bunch of names for him. One of them is the Baddan, destroyer in the Greek. Another name is Apollyon, destroyer in the Hebrew. Another name is the serpent, okay? The slithering one, the glistening one, okay? Another one is Lucifer, okay? The bright and morning star. So you know who you're dealing with. And the name that you got to worry about is Antichrist, which means instead of Christ, But he's coming in this final generation, which began in the year 1948 of our Lord. We've been, we prophesied about this fool. 71 again, that we should be saved from our enemies. We know it's just one. Using other people to get to God's elect. Using other people to destroy God's children. It's all Satan. He gets all the credit and all the glory for that. And from the hand of all that hate us. There's a lot of haters in the world. I believe we live in the world of the generation of hate. This is the hate of generation. This final one. you got to understand the type of world that you live in. And because people hate, they create things. They create ways and laws, and that's political. They create laws and stuff to keep people where they want them so they don't rise up too much. Okay? And Satan's behind that too. Again, he's just using the politicians. You know there's bad politicians. All of them aren't, but a lot of them are. 72. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham. And he did. Through Isaac shall the seed be called. That seed will bring forth Jesus Christ. Our salvation. That horn of salvation. That power. That trumps Satan's power. Amen. 74. That he would grant unto us. That we be delivered out of the hand of our enemies. Of Satan and those who work for him might serve him without fear. Let me tell you something. If you don't have the truth, if you don't exercise the truth, if you don't exercise the wisdom of God in your being, in your spirit, you will operate in fear every single day. And fear will always bring you down. Fear will bring you somewhere that you don't want to be because fear opens up the door to other spirits. Amen? No reason to fear. You're a child of God. You have the, the horn of salvation at your disposal. Satan can't trump that. And holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. That's how we must serve him without fear. And holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. Can't take a break. No taking days off serving Jesus Christ. No taking days off because he takes no day off protecting us. Amen. 76. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. Now we're speaking of John the Baptist who will be the forerunner of Jesus Christ, who will Set the path for Jesus Christ. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. John the Baptist, the last prophet. To give knowledge of salvation, that power horn, that horn of salvation, that power, unto his people by the remission of their sins, by forgiveness, by repentance. That's why when John the Baptist walked this earth, he was baptizing in the river Jordan in in, um, Jerusalem, and he would say, Repent, repent, for the Lord is coming to you. Repent, for the Lord is coming to you. And I say the same thing, repent, repent, for the Lord is coming to you. Amen? Amen. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the dayspring from on high hath visited us. The dayspring is Jesus Christ. That's another name for Jesus. Don't forget that. He's the dayspring. It's that fresh water that fresh living water, amen? To give light to them that sit in darkness. You don't got to sit in darkness no more. He gives you light. Receive the light. Walk in the light. Live by the light. Stay in the light. Maintain the light, amen? Be a light bearer for God. And in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. That's what he wants. He wants to guide you to peace and away from death. Because death is Satan. The prince of peace. The king of peace is Jesus Christ. He wants to guide you from death. The flesh. The world. Satan. These four hidden dynasties. That only bring in corruption. And bring you into peace. Which is Jesus Christ. The king of Priests, The prince of peace. Hallelujah. 80. To close this chapter out. And the child grew. And waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert, this speaks of John the Baptist here, till the day of his showing unto Israel. Let's recap. Let's get this, what he's saying here. Christ being that power of Yahweh, that holy horn of salvation, that holy horn of power, which protects us from the horn of power of Satan, our one true enemy. Yahweh's horn of power is more powerful than Satan's horn of power Because Yahweh allows Satan's horn He allows it for his purpose Satan's horn, Satan and his whole purpose Fulfills the negative part of God's plan, amen Amen. It fulfills the negative part of God's plan But let me show you how great and wonderful your father is He says, because I allow Satan to be here on earth Because I allow him to run Rashad on earth And do whatever he wants to do okay i'm going to give my people the power of salvation the power of the horn of jesus christ amen and i expect them to use it with wisdom and understanding because all those who use that power of salvation that horn of salvation will not be affected by the horns of satan amen you have to understand that that's a fact and those that serve yahweh and that serve his horn Through Christ, the true Christ, not the fake one, not Antichrist. You live a life of freedom and fearlessness in Christ Jesus because Christ is with us. When you allow his spirit to dwell, you have to allow his spirit to dwell. So you got two horns, okay? You have the four horns, the four hidden dynasties of Satan, okay? And then you have the, the horn of salvation, which is Jesus Christ, amen? You have that. I could do a whole message on that. Let's go to Zechariah 1. Zechariah 1. We just did this Wednesday. We're going to go over it again. A couple of verses here. Zechariah one eighteen. 1.18. I'm going to move through this really quick. So I can get your, so I can have your full attention of your mind. If you have not said glory to God. Glory to God. Then lifted up I my eyes and saw and behold four horns. These horns are external horns. Okay, I mean you can see them, Satan's power. Now let's break this down for one second. You got four horns and in the manuscript it said that these are external horns of Satan. External means you can see them. That means you got to have the wisdom to see them. You got to have the wisdom to see the political parties. You got to have the wisdom and the discernment to discern the political. Horn. And then you got to have the wisdom and the knowledge of God and the discernment to discern the education, the educational horn. And then you got to have the wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of God to discern the financial. and then you really got to have because, again, God don't like usury. And then you really got to have the wisdom and understanding, the knowledge of the true Christ and the genealogies of who Satan's family is from jump, And you got to understand what happened in the garden. You need that kid, David, to understand this last horn, which is religion that he uses. Okay? So there's no Confusion. On your part so you understand what happened in the garden and you're not confused by what happened in the garden it's clear as day you understand the road map to victory which from genesis all the way before genesis the first earth age genesis the second earth age all the way through the millennium the, the, um, the death of christ to the millennium to you introducing yourself to jesus christ or should i say he introducing himself to you to you as his elect and you understanding who he is and who you are, and who you are all the way up to the millennium age. All right, before the millennium age, you have the coming of Antichrist, which is Satan himself, the serpent, the devil himself, playing the role as Jesus Christ. as Antichrist, which means in the Greek, instead of Christ. Okay, he comes before the true Christ. He comes at the sixth trump, sixth seal, sixth vow. We're gonna get into that too. Okay, that's when he comes. Christ comes at the seventh trump, seventh seal, seventh bow. That's when he comes. And if he comes, then you got to understand, everything that I just said to you, the order, that's what I'm putting things in order for you, the order of things, they all have a place. Everything has a place. Everything has a time. Everything. And when you understand these things, you will not be fooled, okay? Because wisdom is stronger than any horn that Satan has, amen? It absolutely is. And if God has given it to you, you are blessed. And that means that when you're delivered up before the synagogue of Satan, you will be teaching during the millennium. And all those who worship the false Christ because they thought it was the true Christ because they didn't understand this four hidden dynasties. And they don't know who they are. And they don't understand the truth. And they've been waiting on a rapture. Okay. They got to sit in the millennium. And because you know better, because you got the wisdom of God, and you raise your kids right in the truth you will be teaching during the millennium while they're sitting listening to you, even though you warned them while they were in the flesh. And then those people who still won't get right after the millennium, there's Judgment Day. And on Judgment Day, if they still won't get right, guess what they do? They go to the lake. They go to the doggone lake, never to exist anymore. You forget all about them. That's the goodness of your God. He's loving. It's wonderful. You don't even remember they existed. But now we can live a free life in Jesus Christ and worshiping God in Christ forever and ever and eternity with eternal life. Praise God. See how deep this is? It's very deep. I just gave you the rundown from the first earth days to Genesis to Revelations. And all in between. Again, I told you I can teach Genesis to Revelations just from the book of Zechariah. Just from the book of Zechariah. It's easy. Here we go. Watch this. That was verse 18. Again, you have to see these horns. You have to see them because they're external. But you need the wisdom to see them. 19. And I said unto the angel that talked with me, what are these? What be these? And he answered me, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem." What an amazing thing to scatter them. Why have they scattered them? Because they didn't understand. Because they didn't get it. So therefore, God scattered them. And you got to understand that in the manuscript it says, The Judah, the Israel, the, <coughs> oh, excuse me, Jerusalem. That's what it says in the manuscripts. Letting you know emphatically, this is what we're speaking of. We ain't talking about nothing else. They're scattered for a reason to bring us this great country we live in and the free. Christian countries throughout the world. Amen to that. 20. And the Lord Yahweh showed me four carpenters. Four carpenters. Again, carpenters are for fixing things, getting things right. Okay? These are good scouts. Four carpenters. 21 to close this chapter out. Then said I, what come these to do? Question. And he spake, saying, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, the Judah, so that No man did lift up his head. But these are come, speaking of the carpenters now, to fray them, to put things right, to make things right. Again, that's what a carpenter does. They fix things. They build things. Amen. And Christ was the carpenter to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. Scatter it. Now I want you to understand something here that um, the horn, you got these horns that Satan uses, okay? And we're going to explain to you again. I know I did it in the beginning but I'm going to do it one more time so it can be fresh in your brain as we continue this message. The four hidden dynasties are the four horns of Satan used on earth are as such. And these are the very four, this is the political system that he used even in the first earth age. To fool everybody with okay that's tyrus which is another name for satan okay the first one is political okay you know there's bad politicians educational okay they use education to brainwash people financial they put you in a rut where you can never get out financial and then you're dependent you sell your soul for money and your soul don't even belong to you okay Belongs to God All souls belong to me God said People want money so bad They want A line of credit so bad They want to be so They want to be Hope I'm saying this right Relevant Is that correct? They want to be relevant When they should be humble If God got something for you He's going to give it to you And then the last one Is religion Religion The one Satan used more Than any of the other things Religion, that last horn. So many people confused without the word of God, without truth. Is it not our job to teach the truth? It is our job to teach the truth. Is it not our job to show the way? It is our job to show the way. Is it not our job to be the great example that God sent us here to be? Yes, it is. We're not here for no reason. We have a job to do. And we have to carry out that job. As well as do our other jobs. All these. And the most powerful of them is religion. Because religion could destroy your soul by leading you the wrong way. Yahweh's power will cast all this down. And his power is the true Christ. With Yahweh's wisdom. Which frees you from the power of Satan's four horns. Again, political, educational, financial, and religion. How you doing? How you doing? Listen, don't get caught up with Satan in the world. Wisdom speaks, so listen. It's Yahweh's holy voice which leads to his horn. Amen? It's his voice. Let's go to Daniel 1. Daniel 1. We're going to be in Daniel for a second, so I'm going go all the way. Daniel 1, 3. Let's speak of this. If you have us, the glory to God. And the king spake unto Aspenaz, the master of the eunuchs. Now, Aspenaz means horse-nose. Okay, which I I decided to say that because it's funny to me. That means horse nose. That means his nose looked like a horse. That he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes. Now, let me explain something to you what Nebuchadnezzar, who Nebuchadnezzar is. If I can get it out. Let me explain to you who he is, okay? Nebuchadnezzar, and in a short version of his name is Nebo. Nebo. Okay, which means the God of learning. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar created and started a higher education. He loves education. He started colleges. This is where um, college came from, the Babylonians. So you got to understand who you're dealing with here. He loves learning. So when he took over Jerusalem, Israel, when he went in and took it over and captured everyone, right? Of course, he killed the king because the king betrayed him in his agreement. And God told the king, he said, listen, just go, with, just go with Nebuchadnezzar. I'll make sure he treats you good. The king didn't want to listen to God. So therefore, the king died and his children died. Now, you got to listen to God. Even when you're in bondage, you have to listen to God. Amen. So what Nebuchadnezzar ordered his people to do when they go in, he said, find the ones who are special. Find the special Hebrews. Find them and do not kill them and bring them to me because I, I have use for them. I have use for them in my kingdom. Amen? Because of education. Okay? Because of education. And here we are. I'm showing you the education horn here. Okay? For children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science. And such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a dumb man. He was versed in every religion, he was versed in all sorts of knowledge. Okay? And whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. Now, from all the way up until, if I'm not mistaken, all the way up from right now is Hebrew, but when you get to chapter. I think three and four, three, four, five, and all the way up the last chapter. So it starts in Hebrew, and then in the middle, the language changes to um Chaldean or Suric, okay, whatever you want to call it. And then it goes back to Hebrew at the end. And when I did the Book of Dan, that's how I taught it. Verse five again, Nebo means the God of learning, the God of learning. He loves to learn. Satan works through education because nebo nebuchadnezzar was a type of antichrist i want you to see that just like today how they're taking our textbooks and they're taking away real american history real black history taking it away and they're replacing it with it's okay to be homosexual okay it ain't okay to be homosexual but they're saying to the children that's growing up today for the future generations they're poisoning their mind okay they're literally poisoning their mind telling them that it's okay if someone's that way, it ain't okay if someone's that way. God never said it was okay. So why should we say it's okay? But that's what politicians and governments, that's what they vote on, stuff like that. They vote on take God out of the school. And they vote and put the gays in the school, okay? That's what they vote on, okay? And that's why we homeschool, okay? I was, I was in the doctor's office the other day, and um, I didn't know what bathroom to go into. Because on the door, I had a girl and a boy. I said, what? I looked at the other door, and I said, I didn't know what to do. I froze. I literally froze. So I went to the nurse, and I said, can I use your bathroom in your office? She said, no. I said, can I please? Because these bathrooms are, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to find when I walk in there. She says, sure, fine, go ahead. She let me use the bathroom, okay? At least I know what I'm walking into. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was a single bathroom, right? <laughs> Five. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years. You got three years to get right before you present yourself to the king, okay? Three years of education. That's a little more than an associate's degree, amen? That's almost a bachelor's. And if you speed it up, it's a bachelor's, amen? And I'm quite sure he sped it up. That at the end there, thereof they might stand before the king. Praise God. He was huge in education. Now let's skip to verse nine here. Skip all the way to nine. If you haven't said glory to God, watch this. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Now he did that. God did that on purpose. It's for a reason. Everything God does is for a reason. Okay? He gives favor to those. With his horn. Amen. And I want you to see that he gives favor. To those with his horn. And Daniel would be a special person with Nebuchadnezzar. He will make him second in the kingdom. That's that favor again. Amen. That's that favor. Let's leave there. And let's go to Daniel chapter 2 verse 1. Daniel has that favor right. If you have a say glory to God. And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherein his spirit was troubled, and his sleep broke from him. He couldn't sleep. Then the king commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans for to show the king his dream. So they came and stood before the king. And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. And Nebuchadnezzar is a smart man now, okay? He says, I got the astrologers, I got the magicians, I got the uh, sorcerers, I got these so-called priests, the Chaldeans, I got, I got all these people here. I need you to tell me my dream. Makes sense, right? Makes sense, right? That's like going to a fortune teller and she says, what is your name, my son? Um, shouldn't you tell me what my name is? Shouldn't you tell me what my name is, who I am, what I'm doing, right? You get up and walk away. You know she's a fake, right? Four, then spake the Chaldeans to the king and Sirach. O king, live forever. Tell thy servant thy dream, and we will show thee the interpretation. Ah, i trying to trick him. You're going to make up an interpretation because you don't know. The only way for you to really give me the true answer to my dream is to know my dream. The king answered and said unto the Chaldeans, This thing is gone from me. If ye will not make known unto me the dream, and with the interpretation thereof, ye shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a dunghill. What? Talk about false prophets. Talk about him saying, I'm done. If you don't get right, you're not tricking me. You know who I am? I'm Nebuchadnezzar. Nebo, the God of learning. Really? But if ye show the dream and interpretation thereof, ye shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. They answered again and said, Let the king tell, her, tell his servant the dream, and we will show the interpretation of it. The king answered and said, I know of certainty that ye would gain the time because ye see the thing is gone from me. But if ye will not make known unto me the dream, there is but one (laughs) decree for you. Ye have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me. Hmm. Till the time be changed. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that ye can show me the interpretation thereof. Now, for somebody who's in a falsehood church, for somebody who works through these horns, okay, like Satan does. Satan can't read your mind, okay? So therefore Satan can't tell you the dream. And these people that Nebuchadnezzar got working for him can't read his mind because they all operate through the horns of Satan. Okay? Watch this. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king this matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, no ruler, Ask of such things at any magician or astrologer or Chaldean or priest. 11. And it is a rare thing that the king requireth. And there is none other that can show it before the king. Except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. You see this religion here. Speaking religion here. And these people who are so religious and walk around in their robes. Can't even interpret a dream. They can't even pull the dream out of them. They're godless. Only God can read your mind. Amen. Only God knows what someone's thinking. 12. For this cause, the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all those wise men from Babylon. He's saying, I don't need them. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Here we go, 14. Watch this. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arak, the captain of the king's guards, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said unto ark The king's captain, why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then made the things known unto Daniel. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known unto Hananiah, Mishaelah, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercy of the God of heaven concerning this secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon Daniel, Like I'm not letting my people die because of their fakeness because of their falseness I'm not allowing them to die because they don't know anything amen you see what happens when you don't know anything when it comes to religion you die you absolutely die <laughs> there's no way around it you die the antichrist is coming you don't know guess what happens you die okay praise god for truth praise god for knowledge praise god for understanding praise god for jesus christ the true christ 19. then was the secret revealed unto daniel in a night vision then daniel blessed the god of heaven amen daniel answered and said blessed be the name of god forever and ever for wisdom and might are his and he Changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that n- know understanding. See, you got to understand understanding first in order to get more understanding. Amen? Amen? We don't have time for pretending. He revealeth the deep and the secret things. He knoweth what is in the dark, darkness and the light dwelleth with him. Only light dwells with God. There's no darkness in God. So he's going to be able to reveal everything. Because when he touches you, he sees all. Amen. I thank thee and praise thee. Now, you got to understand, this is, I'm going to go back to this light for one second. This light is sort of like, it's so amazing. It's, it's sort of like, you know how an x-ray takes a picture of your insides? Or you know how an MRI takes a picture? Of your insights, okay? Magnify that. Magnify it. That's what God sees. Magnify it. So He sees down to the smallest thing. To the smallest thing. There's nothing that's uncovered from Him. Because what is an MRI? It's just light. What is the X ray? It's just light. But when you magnify God's light, He sees down to the smallest thing. Praise God. I thank Thee and praise Thee, O Thou God of my fathers who have given me wisdom and might and have made known unto me what we desire of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. That's just so beautiful. Let's skip down to 26 here. Skip all the way down to 26 for the second time. The king answered and said unto Daniel, Whose name was Belshazzar, art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen? And the interpretation thereof? Question? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the King Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days. For what days? The latter days. Not right now, not in his time, but in our time. Our time. And this final generation, which began in the year of our Lord, 1948, May 15. The latter days are very old. Very old. They dreamed, thy dream and thy visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. That's how you know it's from God. Because he's going to tell him his dream. And then he's going to interpret the dream. Amen. Amen. Only God can tell someone what they're thinking. Only God. And if if someone with the Holy Spirit does that, it's only because God allows them to do that. Amen. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon the bed. What should come to pass hereafter? And he that revealeth secrets maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. Now. We don't need to get into all that. It was a big it was a big tall man he created and it was unbalanced and we're gonna get we're gonna get into that. Okay? Let's go to Daniel chapter three. Let's get right into it. Let's get right to this ugly thing that he dreamed. Damn, this idol. Still giving you religion here. Still giving you religion. Daniel three, chapter one. I mean verse one. If you have it, say glory to God. Nebuchadnezzar the king made a image of gold, there it is, whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dora in the providence of Babylon, over there near Iraq. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes and governors and the captains and the judges and the treasurers and the counselors and the sheriffs and all the rulers of the providence to come to the dedication of the image of the idol, which Nebuchadnezzar, the king, has set up. He's going to learn, listen, don't worship idols. Then the prince, the princes and the governors and the captains and the judges and the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the providence were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, has set up. And they stood before the um, image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up, that idol. Then a herald cried aloud to you: "It is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, the whole world, here, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the um psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up." Now that's a problem, okay? That's a problem, right? That's a huge problem because. We being children of God, God's elect, the ones with the horn of salvation, we don't worship nothing but God, but Christ. Amen. That's all we do. That's all we will do. We won't even worship Antichrist when he's here because we're going to be kicking this behind in the name of Jesus Christ, which is what we're doing right now. So we don't worship that. Israel at this time, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they wasn't worshiping that at all. They're not having it. It's like we're not having it. You got, so you, want, let's be clear. You got Nebuchadnezzar using the horn of education, the horn of politics. You got him using the horn of religion and the horn of financial. He was all four horns here, okay? All of them. I will give you money. I will give you rewards if you do what? Interpret my dream. He using all of these horns. That's why he is a type of antichrist. In chapter Because he would write chapter 4 of this great book of Daniel. He would later um, be converted to the ways of God. Glory mm-hmm. to God. Glory and this helped a lot. 6. And whoso falleth not down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at the time. At that time, when all the people heard the sound of the harp, sack about the psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people and nations and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar king has set up. Now, I want you to imagine this, okay? You got everybody here on a feast day or whatever from all over the world, okay? They all came to that dedication from all over the world. So it was hundreds of thousands of people here. And you've got all these people. you got Daniel. You got Israel, they're there too, they're slaves. You got Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that will not bow. If you got 100,000 people or 200,000 people bowing and you got four people standing up, well, Daniel's not there. Daniel's out on business, mind you, okay? But you got three people, three, which is somebody like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You got three people here, okay, just standing up while everyone's bowing down. They're going to look kind of odd, aren't they? There's no denying that. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. What oh, suck ups! Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbuck, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he or she should be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, now the king loved them. O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now I want you to understand something. When Satan's here as Antichrist, he's going to set up an idol. He's going to set up an idol. And he's going to expect everyone to worship that idol. This is a prelude to what's to come, and I want you to see that. Now, that should be a dead giveaway, right? When he's here, and he's saying, I'm Jesus, I'm God. And I'm setting up an idol. Duh, no you're not. Because God don't worship nothing at all. 15. Now if you be ready at the at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music. And earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, you'll be good. But if you worship not, you shall be cast into the You should be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee of this matter. Meaning what? We don't care what you say. Our answer is still going to be no, we're not doing it. We're not afraid to answer you. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Faith from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hands, O king. Faith. But if not, if it's God's will for us to die, trust in God, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Kick rocks, Nebuchadnezzar. Okay? We're not worshiping your God at all. 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. And the form of his um, vistas was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven time more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats and hose and their priest's attire and their hats and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was so urgent, the furnace exceeding hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, good for you. <clears throat> he going to get burnt. When you mess with fire, you're going to get burnt. Okay? That's just the way it is. If you're messing with the devil, you're going to get burnt. That's who he is. 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Instantly, they should have been disintegrated. Instantly. But they were not because fire can't hurt fire. Okay? If you have the fire of God living inside of you, he is a consuming fire. Fire cannot consume fire at all. Glory to God. Glory to God. And they show through faith. They show through trust and dedication to God. That the horn that they serve is more powerful than the horns that Nebuchadnezzar or Satan has. Amen. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto the counselors, Did not we cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of fire, and they have no hurt. And they have no hurt. One more time. And they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. That's because it is the Son of God. The horn of salvation will always come to your rescue. No matter what. That's just the way it is. Praise God. Hallelujah. Always come to their rescue. No matter what. 26, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the most high God. Oh, you get it now. You understand now what we dealing with here. Come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire and the princes governors and the captains and the kings counselors began gathering together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power nor was any hair of their head singed neither were their coats changed nor the smell of fire had been passed on them that's only because of the horn that was in there with them that horn of salvation the power of God God protects his own. He protects those that fight for him. He protects those that take up for him. Amen. 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who have set his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's words and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Praise God. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, language would speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his name is Yahweh, shall be cut in pieces, and their their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after their sort. Again, his name is Yahweh. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the providence. Of Babylon. Hallelujah. I want you to see how Yahweh's horn is more powerful than Satan's horns. And fear has no place when you hold to the one true horn. And that power, that horn of salvation, even the true Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our King, the horn of God. He frees us from Satan. And death and fear, and all the enemies by his power. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's go to um, Revelation 17. Revelation 17, all the way in the back of the book here. Revelation 17, 12. This is political here when I'm reading to you. Political. Again, so, all right, we're back in um, Revelation 17, verse 12. This is your political horn here. Here you have the false Christ being identified as Antichrist. Let's get it. Revelation 17, 12. If you have a say glory to God. And there is. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. That beast, that one world system that he set up. These ten horns, these ten external horns that you can see, these are all part of the beast. This is that political System that he sets up these have one mind and we're speaking of the hour temptation here These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast They think just like Satan because Satan has placed in their brain through Religion through political through education and through financial now if you actually understood That you were worshiping the devil. I don't think you would do it, right? Some people would, but most people would not, right? This is where the brainwashing comes in. Can a politician brainwash you? Yes, they can. They can make you believe anything they want to make you believe, okay? They really can. So can Satan. That'd be wiser than the serpent. Watch this, 14. These shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and king of kings, and they that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. God's elect we have the victory in Jesus Christ Satan in his horns and his one world system that he's going to set up is going to make war against the lamb watch this and those who are with him the called the chosen and the faithful 15 and he saith unto me the waters which thou saw again what is water symbolic of in revelations always peoples where the sitteth are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues 16. And the ten horns, which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Now let me explain something to you here. Okay. You got to understand this. She is the prostitute of Satan. That's who she is. That harlot who says, I sit a queen and am no widow. Okay. She says that because she says, my husband is here. The first Christ who comes is not Isha. The first Christ who comes is Antichrist. And she has everyone believing through political, through education, through financial, and especially through religion. That this is the true Christ. And that his system is true. You got to understand. Satan uses her day in, day out. Day in, day out. She works for Satan by his power, by his horns. That's what she is. That's what she does. But Yahweh's saying he's, he's in so much control. I want you to see this should come from your hearts and your mind and your spirit. He's in so much control with his power that he's using his enemies to bring another enemy to ruin. You see that? He has put in their hearts to do his will. That's the power of his horn. Praise God. I'm going to read this one more time, 16. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. 17. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree. If God makes you agree, there's nothing you could do. You have to fulfill the negative part of his plan. If that happens to be your role, it just happens to be their role. There's nothing they can do about it. They can't turn from it. They can't alter it. They, can't, they have to fulfill it. Even though they're evil as heck, they have to fulfill God's plan. Praise God. And to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. So whose horn is more powerful? Of course, God is. He's in control. We have nothing to worry about at all. If you worry, it's because you lack faith. Have some. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Babylon. Babylon. Let's go back to Daniel 8. That was just political there. Okay? That's his one world system that he's going to set up. Let me give you some more. Um, one more place after this and then we're done. But what I'm going to give you here. Is um financial here. I'm gonna give you financial. And I'm gonna show you how Satan as Antichrist comes in. What's the name I told you to remember? That's another name for Satan, Antichrist. What's the other one? Little horn. Okay, little horn. Let's get right into this. Daniel 8 23. Little horn. Daniel 8 23. We're gonna stay in Daniel for a second. If you have it, say glory to God. Glory to God. And it reads. And in the latter time, now hold up. Latter time began when? 1948. The final generation, May 15th. That's what we're speaking of here. The latter time. We ain't talking about the time of Daniel because Daniel wanted to know from Gabriel and Gabriel said, go your way, Daniel. Go your way. This does not involve you at all. You'll have your lot. Go your way. It has to do with the very elect in this final generation. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come, to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences. You know what this dark synthesis is? It means satanic synthesis. Satanic, straight up satanic. Straight up devil. Straight up Satan. Even though it says in Revelations, he looked like the lamb, but he spake as a dragon. Who's going to believe him if he, if he looked like the dragon? Who's going to believe him if he look like the dragon and sound like the dragon. No one would, okay? So he has to look like the lamb, but he speaks as a dragon. That's the satanic synthesis, okay? Dark synthesis, yeah, 23 again. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the fore, a king of fierce countenance, that's Satan, and understanding dark synthesis, satanic synthesis, shall stand up. And his and his power shall be mighty. Those four hidden dynasties are mighty. But not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully. It's going to look like a, a normal thing to do. Okay? It's going He's going to have an excuse for everything that he does. That's what he means, destroying wonderfully. If you had a wife, you would understand what I'm saying. Okay? Because um, when... <laughs> Where your wife is telling you something and then you be like, well, I have an excuse for that. She's like, you got an excuse for everything. You know what I mean? You got to understand that. Okay. That's the truth. (laughs) Men, that's the truth. (laughs) And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Hmm. Let's break this down. This is the holy apostasy. This is the great apostasy. What does the great apostasy mean? It means to leave the belief you've been raised with your whole life, okay? And to leave it in the very moment when you see this false one come as Antichrist, who you think is Jesus Christ. The people in the rapture churches are going to have a really hard time with this. Because they're going to think that he's here to take them away. And they're going to drop everything that they believe everything that they were taught because they see Jesus Christ, when he's the fake Christ, the great apostasy. Second Thessalonians chapter two gets into depth into that. Watch this, 25. And through his policy, also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. What's new? Can somebody tell me what's new? Huh? Politicians do it all the time, do they not? And he shall magnify himself in his heart, oh, there's none greater than Satan. There's none greater than Antichrist. And by peace shall he destroy many. He's coming in peacefully and prosperously. He shall also stand up against the prince of the prince of peace, excuse me, the prince of princes, but he shall be broken with our hands. And you can't stand up to Jesus Christ and think that you won't be broken. He won't even use his hands to do it. Amen. This goes all the way to Revelation chapter 20. He's taken in instantly as Antichrist. And his system is thrown into the lake of fire. And he is chained instantly just by Christ speaking a word. And Michael says, I got him. Glory to God. 26. And the vision of the evening and the morning, which was told is true. Wherefore, shut thou up. The vision for it shall be for many days. And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick certain days afterwards. I rose up and did the king's business, and I was astonished at the vision. But none understood it. None understood it. Go me to Daniel chapter 11, verse 21. Still in economy, we're still in financial. This is how Satan comes in. He's coming in peacefully and prosperously, he's not coming in causing trouble. He's not coming to the earth. He's not kicked out of the earth. He's not going to be like causing any trouble at all. He's coming in as Jesus Christ would come in, peacefully and prosperly. But see, the problem with that is Christ came in as a babe the first time, the first advent. The second advent, he's not coming in as a babe. He's coming in with the wrath of God in his mouth and in his sword. Amen. And he's going to dump out the whole wrath on Satan and all those who follow him, who don't know the true horn of salvation but worship the four hidden dynasties, which is Antichrist himself. Daniel eleven twenty one. 21, if you have a say glory to God. And in his estate... Wait, let me go back for a second. What does dynasty mean? You ever heard of the Hong dynasty? Huh? You ever heard of... A dynasty is something that's been going on for a very, very long time in order for it to be called a dynasty. Like in, in NFL, there was... The Patriots dynasty. There was the the Pittsburgh Steelers dynasty. There was the San Francisco dynasty. They dominated for years. Like in the NBA, there was the Michael Jordan dynasty. And right now, there's the LeBron dynasty. Been dominating for years. That's what dynasty means. Something that's going on for a very long time. Never changing. Watch this. And in his estate shall stand up a vile person. I wonder who you think this is. That's That's the only person it could be. To whom they shall not give honor of the kingdom, but he shall come in what peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Now, how does politicians gain the office? By money. They give out money. Okay. They call it parachute money or they'll call it stimulus checks. Okay. I'll get your vote. I'll get your vote. I'll get your vote. Do you think you get my vote because you sent me $1,200? Thank you. Don't like you though. Here we go. That's not how it works. But that's what Satan's going to do. He's going to spread the wealth. That's that financial. If you give a poor person who never had anything something that they always desired, you think they're not going to worship him? This has got to be Jesus. I know it to be true. I've been praying. Now this ain't Jesus. This Antichrist. You're going to need to do some more praying while you're sitting in the millennium. Okay? Because this is not Jesus. Watch this twenty two. And with the arms of a flood they shall be overthrown from before him. Now we get a whole we got a whole message of the Ark of the End Time. That flood, what flood? Revelation twelve. He cast out a flood of lies out of his mouth. Remember that. Revelation twelve. And with the arms of a flood shall they be overthrown from before him and shall be broken. Yea, Also, the Prince of the Covenant. Now, the Prince of the Covenant. You ain't breaking Jesus. So let me explain to you what he's talking about here. He's going to take away the Holy Communion. Okay? He's saying you don't need it anymore. I am here as Jesus Christ. When you do need it. Because he's a fake. 23. Let Let's see. Do I go that far? Yep. 23. And after the league made with him. The league made with him means the people that are going to join to him instantly. Instantly. He shall work deceitfully, for he shall come up and shall become strong with a small people. This word small people means goyim, and it means the Kenites. Another word for Kenites. Satan's own children. Goyim. 24 to close this chapter out. Actually, we're not closing it out, but we're going to 24. He shall enter peaceably even upon the fattest places of the providence. And he shall do that which his fathers have not done, nor his father's fathers. He shall scatter among them the prey and the spoil. He's going to give back so much. It's going to be jubilee on earth. Because he's going to be given back to the people constantly. Money, on top of money, on top of favors, on top of favors. I mean, you you got debt, it's canceled. You can't pay your half off, it's canceled, you're good. You don't have to go into foreclosure, I got you. You need money, I got you. That's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be buying everyone's vote just like Bruce the Millions, okay? Buying everyone's vote. And if you understand what I'm saying to you, that means you're old enough. Here we go. He shall enter in peaceably and prosperously to the fattest place of the providence and he shall do that which his fathers have not done nor his father's fathers he shall scatter among them the prey and the spoil and riches yea, and he shall forecast his devices against the strongholds even for a time five month period a five month period is what we're speaking of here okay may through september okay may through september now Satan will only be here actually for two and a half months. His one world system will be set up when he's here. And that very system that's set up for the first two and a half months will, will take a wound, and it's called the deadly wound, and he's going to heal it when he returns. Glory to God for truth. Skip with me to verse 32, please. Verse 32, if you haven't say glory to God. And there is. And such as do wickedly against the covenant, they're already wicked anyway, it's natural to them, shall he corrupt by flatteries. Here you go, here you go, here you go. Financial, financial, financial. Don't deny that. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. Yeah, God's elect. Another name for them in this chapter is called Chittim, the bruisers of God. God's very elect because we bruised the head of the serpent. It was prophesied in Genesis chapter 3 that he will bruise his heel. Christ has his heel bruised on the cross. First prophecy fulfilled. The second one is, but we will bruise his head. Bruisers, chitam in the Hebrew tongue. That's what it means. Verse 32. I mean, I'm going to read 33. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Yeah, we will. Yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame, by captivity. And by spoil, many days. It's a 10-day period. Just a 10-day period. You can deal with that. He can't kill nobody but the two witnesses. Okay? There's no reason to be fearful about anything. Do your job. Amen? Simple as that. 34. Now when they shall fall, they shall be hoping with a little help. From who? From God. But many shall cleave to them with flatteries. You got to understand that. There's a saying that goes... um money talks and you know the rest, right? That's the saying. And that's what he's putting out. A whole bunch of money. Okay? A whole bunch of money. And that's what the people are going to flock to. The money. Whether they believe he's Jesus Christ or not. And they're going to be fooled. Because it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the whole world will be deceived by this one who comes first. Here we go. Let's, go. let's close out with Revelations 13. Revelations 13, 11. That little horn boy, he's something. He's going to come in here with his own black card, with an unlimited amount of wealth, okay? And he's going to share it the, with whoever worship him and give up their religion for his horns. And that's why you got to have the truth, and you got to have the true horn, which is the horn of salvation, because it casts out all the lies of the devil. Praise God. Revelations 13 and closing verse 11. Verse 11. If you have it, say glory to God. Verse 11. And I behold another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. Revelations 12, 7. Let me just look over to the left and just read that. Revelations 12, 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against um, the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not. They lost. Of course they would. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Period. Period. Let's go back to Revelation 13. He looks like the lamb, but he spake as a dragon. Amen. 12. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. This is religion, remember that. Whose deadly wound was healed. I just told you this from, Reve- from Daniel. I just told you this. This is just backing up everything that I'm saying. And he doeth great wonder so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of man. Now, let me ask you a question. If someone did a hocus pocus to make fire come down from heaven, you wouldn't (laughs) believe that that's Jesus Christ? Chris Angel can't do that. You wouldn't believe that that's Jesus Christ, Right. (laughs) Those people who are unlearned will believe that that's Jesus Christ because they're unlearned. They're biblically illiterate. I'm here through the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus Christ, but Yahweh Zika knew as my banner, letting you know and warning you that he who comes first is a fake. And I don't care what he does. It's not Jesus because he can't do this. This is what he can't do. When Jesus returns, everyone will be in their spiritual body instantly at the blink of an eye. Glory to God. When Antichrist is here posing as Jesus Christ, we will all still be in our flesh body. Amen. 14. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Who's allowing this? God's allowing it. He needs to know who loves him and who don't love him. Amen? Saying to them that dwell on the earth that he should make an image to the beast which he had wound by the sword and did live because he healed it. I told you this from Daniel. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast, should be killed. Sort of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Sort of like not worshiping that that idol. We're not worshiping an idol called a beast or a one-world system, so therefore we won't be killed. The two witnesses will be killed. But there's going to be a lot of God's elect in prison, okay? Because they're not giving in. We will not give in. Glory Glory to God. We serve one God, and his name is Yahweh. That's it. And we serve him through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Isha, our King. 16. And he calls all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Now, we know that this is the original mark of the beast. Now, the mark of the beast is not a... Okay? It's, it's um, your thought process. It's what's in here. If you don't have the knowledge of God, if you don't have the knowledge of the horn of salvation you're screwed, you're beat down. If you don't have the knowledge of what happened in the garden of God, the key of David, you're screwed, you're beat down. You need this knowledge because with this knowledge, it removes any mark that Satan will try to place upon you. And if, if instead of having the mark of the beast, you have the seal of God, which is the key of David. I want you to see that. So those people with this mark In their right hand? No, it's not the number tattooed on your body, 666. That's a myth, okay? It's not that. The mark in their right hand, meaning they're carrying along the work of Antichrist, okay? They're doing his will, and they're bringing people to him. Careful. Or in their, what's in your forehead? Your brain, your brain. So don't let some church or some, um, False religion horn teach you wrong. Amen. Don't let what your grandmother, your mother, your aunt, your uncle, your whoever, your cousin, your best friend, don't let that stick with you because it's a lie. It ain't the truth. He's only interested in your brain to control. He wants to brainwash you. That's what false religion does. It brainwashes you to thinking the opposite of what's truth. Amen. That's what it does. 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, if you don't worship Antichrist, you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. I don't know about you. I've been poor. Okay. I've been poor before. So not being able to eat nothing or do nothing or drink nothing ain't no big deal to me. Okay it just ain't it just ain't and god will provide for those that love him and those that serve him in order for you to live a normal life and a lavish life you have to worship antichrist at this time because everything else is going to be taken away from those people who will not worship him who cares tell your stomach to shut up and prepare thyself for the glory of God. Amen. 18 to close this chapter out. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. Now, this is where most churches are lost. They get tripped up, they fall flat on their face. The number of a man. And the Greek. It is, it means to count the stones that are worn smooth over a long period of time. To count the family of the dynasty of the deception, even Satan's own children, the Kenites. Which he uses to control the, foreign horn, the four horns. Did I just read that to you? Who is he coming to? The Goyim, okay? The Kenites in the book of Daniel, okay? So count means to do what? In the Greek. To count the stones that are worn over a long period of time. They're worn smooth over a long period of time. A dynasty. To count the family of the deception. Even Satan and his own children, the Kenites. Which he will use when he comes here. Which he's using right now through the spirit. The four horns. Religion. Political educational and financial it will lead you right to satan himself this number okay and then it says the it's the number of a man it's the number of a man and then the churches that are um that have the bad horn the bad religion they say well this means it's a man oh it's trump and ah, wrong oh it's obama ah, wrong oh it's was gandhi ah, wrong Oh, was Bill Clinton. I wrong. Oh, it's George Bush. I wrong. Oh, it's the Pope. I wrong. The number of a man here. So, no, we're talking about, okay, a flesh man. But as Gabriel means in the Hebrew, Gabriel means man of God, right? But it's not Gabriel supernatural. He's an angel. just like Satan was a cherub. He's supernatural. So, therefore, when it says man here. It don't mean a flesh man. It doesn't mean the flesh man at all. It's just like in Gabriel says it means man of God. You're talking about a supernatural entity here. Okay? Satan's supernatural. And he used to be a cherub of God. So don't get it twisted. We're talking about Satan himself, not man at all. Okay? Praise God. 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that understandeth count the stones, worn smooth over a long period of time, the dynasties, okay? And it leads you right to Satan's children as Satan himself. The number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score. 603 score. Six seal. six trump, six vow. Chaot sigma in the Greek tongue. Six seal, six trump, six vow Leads you right to the fool. Satan will be cast out. And shortly after his casting out, we have the seventh trump, seventh seal, seventh vow, which we will get into shortly, sometime this month, all these trumps and seals. Okay? So I'll leave no stone unturned, no pillow too hot that you can't turn over. Okay? We're gonna get the comfort. We're gonna get the peace. Remember to stay in the grace of God because that's where He wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All going praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of ten dollars. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.